I'm not gonna lie to you guys. As much as I'm very happy and content with life and the people I have in my life right now, I have definitely had my heart broken. And I know I'm not alone. Most people around me and probably everyone listening has had their heart broken at some point in their life. And it freaking sucks. It really, really does. And it takes time, emotional energy, and strength to get past that. Especially if things didn't end on good terms or if there were some sort of other problems like abuse or, you know, just the other person being a big ass. That shit hurts and it takes time to heal and move on. So like I said, I feel genuinely very happy with where I am in life right now and everyone who's in it. But that has also allowed me to reflect a lot on past relationships, both romantic and non-romantic, but obviously mainly with people that I've been romantically involved with. So for today's episode, I wanted to dig deep into the concept of closure, acceptance, and what it really means to move on. Hello everyone, my name is Panilla and welcome to another episode of Lives the Occasion Podcast. So as you might have already figured out at this point, this episode is going to be all about relationships, love, and breakups mainly. You know, all of that good stuff that makes your heart ache like nothing else. But before we get into it, I actually just want to say thank you so much to everyone that listened to last week's episode and downloaded and subscribed and whatnot and messaged me. Oh my god. Um, thank you so much. I didn't expect that many to actually listen and download and I'm just, um, I'm just really grateful, really. So again, thank you so much. But okay, so let's get into this week's episode. So the timeline of a relationship usually looks something like this, right? So number one, you find your person. And then number two, there's a mutual attraction. Three, you start talking, hanging out, getting to know each other, yada, 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 yada. Number four, establish the relationship, meet each other's friends and family and whatever. And from there, it just gets better and better and better until one day where it just isn't anymore and that's when you break up or you don't and and that's good for you but this episode you break up right so there's that now what happens after the breakup how do we as human beings cope with the separation from someone we love So here's what I want to talk about the first important thing to do after breakup, according to myself, at least, and that is to accept and grieve. Because you have to allow yourself to grieve this person that is no longer in your life. From personal experience, I don't feel like taking time to really grieve this person is something that at least I tend to do. Because accepting the situation and grieving is one of the hardest parts. Instead, I feel feel like it's common that we distract ourselves with whatever takes our mind off of that person. Now, there's nothing wrong with using other factors around you to distract yourself. In fact, I do think that that could be a good coping mechanism as long as you don't distract yourself instead of accepting and grieving. 
Does that make any sense? But anyway, let's talk a little more about grieving. And as I said, I want to dig deep in this episode, or at least a little deeper than just the surface. And I know I just said accept and grieve, blah, blah, blah. But let's dig a tad little bit deeper. Has anyone heard of the Kubler-Ross model? And no, I'm not talking about an actual model named Kubler-Ross, but the Kubler-Ross model. So Elizabeth Kubler-Ross was a Swiss-American psychiatrist who in 1969 described grief in five different stages. It's referred to as D-A-B-D-A today, or that's at least what it's commonly referred to as. I had never heard of it before, to be completely honest, but, well, that's what it's called. Either way, the five stages are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and general acceptance. I'm sure these five stages are generally quite well-known to most people, although you might not know them as D-A-B-D-A. But either way, I still wanted to mention the Kubler-Ross model because I feel like a lot of the time when we go through heartbreak of different sorts, we tend to forget that these are the general five stages that we have to go through before we can even begin to move on. Because you have to allow yourself to be angry to be sad, to feel depressed. You have to accept your feelings so that you can accept your situation. Because if you can't accept your situation and your feelings, then you're just going to go around like that in a circle that's just going to get harder and harder to get out of. That is why I said distraction can be a good coping mechanism only if you don't do it instead of accepting and grieving. But accepting doesn't necessarily mean not feeling anything anymore. It just, it it doesn't mean that you don't care or think about that person. It just means that you have accepted the situation you've been put in and therefore started the process of healing. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross has written a few seemingly really good books. I'm not sure if I should recommend something I haven't read myself, but I've read abstracts from a couple of her books, and the Kubler-Ross model comes from her book called On Death and Dying. I found a very good summary of the five stages and the entire theory of grief, according to her, so I'll link that on my Facebook page in case you'd be interested to read more. And just a little reminder, um, it's Life's the Occasion on Facebook and Instagram, in case you'd be interested to follow. Anywho. That was a little bit about grief and the five stages, right? I'm not going to go into what the different stages necessarily mean because I feel like they're all pretty self-explanatory. I want to move on and talk a little bit about what happens once you've accepted your situation and share a little bit of my personal experience of how to get there. So something that has really worked for me in the past, regardless of what or who I'm grieving, is finding something I call a safe space. And finding a safe space, I I don't necessarily mean that you have to find a physical place or something you can touch and see. It could definitely still be that, but whatever it is, isn't quite as important as just finding it. 
my safe space or safe spaces I should say has always been and will probably always be different creative outlets so dancing singing writing drawing you name it anything where I can take all my feelings and thoughts that I have inside my head and put it out in the world without actually having to speak for me it's the loudest form of therapy but it's still silent because you don't necessarily have to say anything you don't have to be vocal but you're still expressing what you feel and obviously I get that this doesn't work for everyone but it's something that has really worked for me and I still occasionally go to this safe space that I have because for me it's it's all me it's not a place I go physically but it's mentally and spiritually because I've more or less always been a creative in whatever way you'd like to see it I don't feel the need to define what that means for me or how it identifies me but so the first time I heard the term safe space was actually about a year ago at an acting course I was part of my acting coach told me something along the lines of go to your safe space find your safe space or you know make this your safe space and it's a really simple two-word phrase right and it probably doesn't mean a lot to most people but to me it made me think I was like oh so where's my safe space because I hadn't really thought of it before and I realized that for me my safe space is something I've always had within me and that's creativity and the ability to express feelings without words so to link it back to heartbreak or anything that is emotionally challenging really knowing what helps me cope and where I can go mentally to grieve has really helped and once you've finally reached the stage where you can feel like you've accepted your situation, I mean, you're still hurt, but it's not anger, it's acceptance. I feel like that's when you can really open up yourself to things and to expressing yourself outside of your safe space. I really hope that makes sense. <laughs> but anyway, um, I feel like I might have drifted off topic a little bit, but like I said, Finding a safe space and a way to express yourself can really help with the process of grieving and finding acceptance. So let's talk about closure then because accepting your situation and feelings doesn't necessarily have to mean that you feel like you've had closure or at least what we often perceive as closure. A lot of the time I feel like we tend to think closure needs to be given to us from the other person who hurt us. In my case, getting a little personal here, but in my case, I was waiting for an apology and an explanation. And I kept holding on to how once I receive that apology, I'll be over it and everything will be fine. But in reality, I just didn't allow myself to fully move on and be at peace with whatever happened. I didn't realize that they did me wrong, I deserve better, and I just need to let go. And this is something I've seen a lot of people around me do as well. You tend to make excuses for their behavior and justify their actions, even though deep, deep down, you know that you don't deserve that. You know it's not okay. But hey we love this person remember and when you love someone you love their entire being and sometimes that makes it easy to forget that you're also a being a human with feelings that deserve to be loved for all of you 
just like you love that other person. Do you know how long it took me to realize I wasn't going to receive an apology for how I was treated? I might be sharing a little too much here, but honestly, fuck it. It took me three years. Three years. And that's three years after it ended. So let's not even talk about how I felt during... And it took me three years because I didn't allow myself to fully feel what I felt. I didn't accept my situation. I didn't grieve this person until very, very recently. And although I felt like I had moved on, deep down, I was still waiting for this apology. And that was an apology that never came. And it most likely never will. But the biggest difference now is that I'm not waiting for it anymore. And at this point, I only felt like I had closure for real once I accepted that I was never going to receive this apology and that whatever happened just happened. So point is, closure isn't something you can be given. It's something that has to come from you and only you. Because real closure isn't necessarily an apology or a good ending, but 100% acceptance. And, and once again, that takes time. It can even take meeting other people, going places, experiencing new things. You can do all of that and still not be completely over it. Now, so... Sometimes these things take a little longer than they have to because sometimes we're just not ready. Because as much as it sounds easy to say, you know, accept, it's really not that easy. It's the hardest part about moving on because you're letting go of whatever you had left of this person. And it's scary because suddenly you don't know if you'll meet someone new. You don't know what they'll look like. And then you don't really have anyone to think of in that way anymore which to be completely honest though is a fucking relief to not have to constantly feel worried or sad or think of this person but still it's it's a little scary i get it but either way lastly i i think one of the most important things though that i've learned um again it's not an easy thing but still important and that is to stay open to whatever happens after a breakup as in Please, please, please don't be too hard on yourself, especially if you've had a partner that, well, just wasn't good to you. You're not in control of other people's actions and you should never, ever have to justify or make excuses for what they do because it is not in your control and it is not your fault. And I understand and relate <laughs> to that it can be very hard to stay open to new things. It's hard to be open to allow new people to get to know you. And, and please don't get me wrong. Take your time. Heal. Fully move on. Take care of your own damage first. But don't close yourself off to new opportunities just because of this one person that didn't even deserve you in the first place treated you badly. And honestly, once you meet that person the right person with a capital P, <laughs> none of the other shit will really matter. You'll realize that all the heartbreak you'd gone through were all lessons. 
and and that when you meet this capital p person it would have it'll be worth it and most importantly it'll be different and and now i'm not saying that you should sit around and wait for your prince in shining armor i'm just saying that there are people out there who care and that will treat you the way you deserve to be treated So please don't close yourself off to that. Try your best to be accepting and see things from a positive perspective because that really helps with the process of healing as well. So like I said, you know, with finding your safe space and, you know, the different stages of grief, just try to find ways that work for you. Take your time. Please take your time. But please heal make sure you heal because however the relationship ended whether it was on good terms or not um, i mean i'm gonna assume it wasn't they don't deserve your misery honestly either way even if it ended on good terms they don't deserve your misery they do not deserve you feeling like shit for how they treated you or how things ended anyway i feel like this is getting a little long (laughs) um and there are definitely other things i'd want to talk about but i might just have to make a part two or something sometime in the future i don't know but either way just i i think we tend to forget how important the process of healing is and how much it can affect future relationships if we don't heal first so just you're strong you can do it just take your time um i'm not sure if this helps anyone but i hope it does and um if you'd like to discuss this episode with me by the way please don't hesitate to reach out on any social media well (laughs) any social media platform i have like this weird stutter so sometimes i'm i stutter but anyway Uh, please don't hesitate to reach out on any social media platform Um, I'd be more than happy to answer whatever questions or thoughts you have on anything really regarding the podcast Um, doesn't even have to be regarding any episodes just um, just anything reach out and um, I'll be more than happy to respond but either way, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Don't forget to leave me a review if you liked it. Subscribe on whatever platform you're on. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram. You know the deal. But again, thank you. Take care of yourselves. Have a good rest of your day. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.